Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 10 of Selfish. My name is Reagan Drake. I host this thing, and this week my audio is terrible because I am an unorganized mess, which is now leaking into my everyday life, and I'm not doing fantastic. <laughs> like, personally, like, I'm okay. It's just recently everything I'm trying to do feels last minute, and I feel like I've worked so hard to be out of that part of my life, like almost that teenage part of my life where I was doing things last minute, I'd get ready last minute. And for a couple of years now, I've had everything so planned out in a good way. Not like my life, but everyday things. Like I pack earlier, I get things done sooner. I like have stuff under control, like an adult. And these past couple of weeks, I just haven't. And This is the point in the podcast where we blame the planets. We blame astrology. Something must be in retrograde. (laughs) Just kidding. I kind of like astrology, but we can't blame everything on the stars, even though it's a lot easier to do that. Um, If you like this podcast so far, like give me five stars so other people can see it and it validates the work that I do. Um, Now let's actually check in and stop being so sarcastic. Um, Hi. I have been, I don't know, I've been very scattered, very, very scattered. And just today I went on a walk for the first time in forever and things felt like they started to calm down, which is ironic because that kind of always happens to me around when I start to like go do an episode for the podcast, I create a schedule and I mentally prepare for it and then things seem better, which is good for you guys to listen to. It's like, oh, she seems great, but these past couple of weeks have been scattered and hectic and I've been traveling and just doing a lot and a lot of good things, but I've kind of lost myself and didn't take enough time by myself to further enjoy them. And I guess today was the first day that I kind of woke up in the last three weeks that I, even though I didn't want to stretch, I didn't want to walk, I made myself do it in a good way and then I felt really good after. So I don't know if self-care is something you don't want to do and then you do it and you feel better, but I think I did self-care today. Well, I know I did. I just don't know if it's considered self-care if you didn't want to do it. Um... I need to make this check-in and stuff really short because I'm recording this out of my headphone, like Apple headphones, because um, I lost all of my cords and they're getting back to me, but I also went to buy new cords and none of them work for the mic. So I'm just a little frustrated. I know this isn't going to be great audio quality. I have an interview with my friend Kinsey Olson. She runs Motherland and Happy Wholesome Hormones. And if you're a man listening to this, which I have a handful of men that listen to this, this is actually still a really good episode. Please don't just like turn away. There's so much that we can learn just from... (laughs) There's so much that you can learn from women is what I was kind of saying. Well, that's what I am saying. (laughs) I mean, that's what I am saying. But... Listening to other people's journey and like the programs that they do is more beneficial than just real than just being like, oh, this is for women and their hormones. And we're going to say a big thank you to all the men that listen to this podcast because there's a handful of them and we love all of them. And just because I'm a woman that does this podcast and the majority of people that listen to this podcast are women, we still need men here. So thank you please send in your stories still. Um, yeah. So on my check-in list, I have a wedding. My best friend got married and it was beautiful. I loved every minute of it. And I just honestly don't have anything but good things to say because it was the most heartfelt wedding I've ever seen. And it was just very beautiful to be a part of that. And I was very honored that I got to be a part of that special day. And then I've had a lack of motivation since the wedding Um, I think I was very tired from it. Like I was very exhausted. I mean, it's a wedding. Everyone, everyone's exhausted from weddings. They're really fun. And then there's like that comma, you crash right afterwards. And I was like helping out a lot with decorations and things like that. So 
it was more than just going and attending. It was like a full week of creating stuff, which I absolutely loved. I loved all the DIY creative stuff that me and my best friend did for it. And then I just talked to her because she just got back from her honeymoon. And she was like, I slept for two days. And I was like, I slept for two days. <laughs> um, and I think I was getting on to myself for just like binging shows and watching them during the daytime. But I think I was actually still just recovering. Like I was taking time to myself, but I was beating myself up about taking time to myself. So then when I did my actual self-care today, I kind of realized that. Um so yeah, everything's kind of okay. Today's the first day. I know I said it, but today's the first day I felt motivated to do things. So it's a good day, but I've had several days of not great days. So that's where we're at. There's no like in between right now. Something I'm proud of myself of is at the wedding, I I was so proud of myself at how well I took like direction and also a like small leadership role of getting things done and setting stuff up like I haven't had to do that in a long time like when I was a server I kind of like had to take a leadership role and then when I was getting stuff ready for this wedding like decorating like we only had like four hours to decorate before everything started and get ready and I was just able to like really consolidate and execute and get jobs done and it felt so good like I was so happy and so proud of myself about that so yeah, I was proud of myself that I could <laughs> that I could still uh, get jobs done with a community of people. <laughs> I just haven't done that in so long because I've been laid off for so long. <laughs> um, and something I'm grateful for recently is my intuition. Like, it's just been right about a lot of things lately and I need to respect it more and I'm proud that I have such a good one. So I'm grateful for that. Now, on to our episode like I said, our episode is with Kenzie Olson. She runs Motherland and Happy Wholesome Hormones. They're both programs that help empower women, teach them about their bodies, and give them strength and comfort in what their bodies are doing. And I'm just a huge fan of it. Um, I think there's a lot of things that we don't get told about with hormones and how much of an impact they really have. And they kind of get overlooked. Like People just think like women's periods. But if you're a woman, you know that every, like our our lives are on a four-week schedule and you can't break out of it. And it affects us so much mentally that I just wanted to have her on to shed light and like shed light on that and help with that. Because me and my boyfriend were joking about how I only have one good week every month. Like quote unquote one good week. Like either I'm on my period and it sucks or the next week I'm happy. The week after that, I start to, I get period symptoms two weeks before I actually have my period. So then I only have one good week, obviously, before the next two weeks start and I get my symptoms. So the, mentally that just really can be draining and also you don't understand what's happening. Like your body's having these chemistries bounce around it. And she just helps explain how much that affects us and what we can do about it that's helpful for us. And also how we can love it at the same time. Like, it sounds ridiculous to love your period, but if you can create a relationship with it, then it's just more, like, cohesive. So if you're a man listening to this, don't be turned off by period talk know about period talk because when you're in a relationship and you can talk periods you're a keeper let me tell you so we're actually helping this is also a relationship podcast for all of our men to help them talk to women or you know whatever you identify as but if you're talking to someone that has a period and you can talk that talk you're in it for life Okay, so we're going to go ahead and send it into Kinsey with Motherland, Happy Wholesome Hormones. All the stuff we talked about is already tagged underneath our episode. So let's jump right in and see what she has to say. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Um, so go ahead and just like tell us like slightly a little bit about you and like why you're here. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Kinsey. Um, I am a registered nurse. Um, 
I also do women's wellness and hormone and fertility nurse coaching. And then I also am a birth and postpartum doula too. So my husband and I, we live in Southwest Missouri. Um, we have a little farm, it's like three and a half acres of paradise. So we do homesteading too. Um, so yeah, I just, um, been a nurse now for almost five years, but I've been in healthcare for almost 10 and throughout a lot of those experiences, I came to be really, really passionate about hormones, women's wellness, fertility, all of those fun things. So that's kind of where I practice now. I have my own practice. It's called Motherland Birth Co. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of do so many different things within that. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. What are like some of the favorite things about that? Like for you personally, that just like gives yeah. you like energy from that? Yeah. So I think that the most like fundamental thing about it is that, um, as women, we're oftentimes not taught how our bodies work, how they function. Um, we're not taught, you know, about the things that we put into our bodies and how much those affect who we are. And we're sometimes just like deemed as being crazy or being wild or emotional for having hormones. And we're often not taught like just how incredible that it actually is to have hormones and how, how it can be such a gift whenever we are healing them and working from a place to balance them. And so I think watching women come into their power in that way is so cool. And to, you know, I work with women that for years and years and years have seen their body solely as an enemy, you know, like, oh, it's going to give me like this horrible period every, you know, two weeks or every four weeks or however many, you know, weeks are in between cycles. And they really come to understand that like their symptoms that their body's having is the only way that our body knows how to communicate with us. It's not our body trying to be spiteful or to be revengeful against us. It's literally just how our body communicates. And so watching women understand that and really come to like love their bodies in a way and viewing them as their friend and not just like their enemy that's out to get them is really, really cool. So I would say that is definitely like my favorite part, which has been a big journey for me too. I do this work. I feel like I'm constantly still doing this work in my own journey too. But I would say that is really, that's probably like the cream of the crop for the coolness factor of the work that I do. Uh, I love that. Cause like part of me, I don't have necessarily a career right now, but part of my, pr my passion is seeing people come into themselves. Cause I did like for Missouri state, I did their mm -hmm. sore stuff and I loved helping the freshmen just kind of like figure out what kind of classes to come into. And then, but it's like more of like them experiencing themselves. You know what I mean? They're like, Oh, this is who I am. Kind of. Um, I kind of just jumped in cause I am not nervous, but it's just, I think I just had too much coffee. Um, by the way, I know Kinsey because I used to watch her dogs. <laughs> um, yeah. This isn't like a stranger to me. I just kind of was like, hi, let's do this. Um, so one, my next question is, uh, do you have anything that's like kind of labeled as a mental illness that has kind of helped you with through like, um, what, what would you call, I don't want to call it hormone therapy because I know that's like a distinct like thing. What would you call like, just like a wellness journey or like, what's your wording? Yeah. For my own specific kind of journey that I've been on or for like the work that I do with women. I mean, it's all kind okay. of one in the same, I guess. Yeah. So I would say that, yes. So for years, a little bit of my backstory is that I actually struggled for Oh my gosh. I mean, since I was a child, I've always had, um, weird health issues and like just weird things that, you know, so many doctors were like, Oh, it's just cause like, she's a teenager. Like, it's just because of this. It's just because of that. And, um, so I ended up, um, about six years ago now, um, my health issues got really, really bad and, no doctor could tell me what was wrong. I went to doctor after doctor and they were like, this is just anxiety. Like, you're like creating all of these symptoms for yourself. And I was like, what if this anxiety that I have and like, what if like this depression that I have are actual like imbalances within my body? Like, I know that I don't have to live in this space forever. And we, I ended up getting a bunch of different diagnosis, Lyme, um, a bunch of other tick-borne illnesses, thyroid conditions, all of this wild stuff that I was like, 
how did it take like seven doctors to figure out what the frick was wrong with me? Like, and knowing too, that there was a reason behind it was super helpful, but this like wellness journey for me was really got to the point about six years ago, whenever I was like, had so much anxiety, had so much depression. I was bedridden about four years ago. I was bedridden pretty much for like six months. Um, and those experiences for me really reminded me too, that like, I could focus on healing my physical body, but if I wasn't focusing on like the emotional and the mental component of it all too, and working to really heal that, like it all works together. And if we just focus on one area while totally discrediting the other two mental, physical, emotional, whatever those other two are, it does us a dis like severe disservice. Um, but whenever we bring and mesh all of those pieces together, that's like where I think that the true healing takes place. So Yes, definitely have walked through the pits of anxiety and depression. Um, and, you know, it's still something that every single day, you know, I have to wake up and really check my intentions and really check in with my body and think, okay, how am I feeling today? Today I woke up and I noticed I was a little bit more anxious. So I spent a little bit more time with myself this morning and caring for myself. So I would say it's considered more of like a wellness journey for sure, but I use a, I call it like a fully encompassing approach. So all of my protocols, all of my programs, all the work that I do with clients um, is really catered around physical, mental, and emotional. Because again, the work that I do to help women to come into their fullness around wellness can't be done just by focusing on physical things. It has to have those two other attributes to it too. Well, I, Completely agree. And something I have recently come to notice is if like, I just put a video out on our Instagram the other day, but if I'm not taking care of small anxieties, then it just gets completely put into my body anyways. So it's like a full cycle. Um, And then when you're not taking care of it mentally, your body starts screaming at you like, Hey, like there's a blockage in here. Like, like we can't complete this cycle. Like, please. Um, yeah. so that kind of, so you definitely, obviously you help women through their cycles, literally, like literally (laughs) and physically, um, tell us like a little bit more about like the specifics of motherland and then also happy, wholesome hormones. Yeah, cool. So I work currently one-on-one with clients. Um, so I work with clients monthly and a one-on-one basis. And then I also have my happy and wholesome hormones program. So that program is an eight week program, but you have a year long access to it. Um, and it's pretty much, I always say it's like I've all of like my proven protocols that I do, um, but kind of wrapped up into like a really awesome one-on-one intention mindset. So working one-on-one with me, and then also there's a community aspect to it too, which we don't usually have whenever we do one-on-one work. So, um, yeah, so I usually try to run my happy and wholesome hormones program, like quarterly. So spring, summer, fall, winter. Um, and that's a really amazing way again, to work one-on-one with me, but also to have that amazing community aspect. So usually the last two enrollments that I've done, we've had 80, I think this enrollment has 85 women and our summer enrollment had 82 women. Um, so it's just really, really cool. Um, and we focus again on all of those different aspects to actually healing our hormones, um, focusing on nourishment, movement, individualized supplementation, focusing on our adrenals, our cortisol, which this year, like all of our adrenals and cortisol levels are just like, (laughs) which we don't realize how much that affects our hormones. So many women have came to me this year and been like, what the frick is happening with my period? Like, where did it go? Like what's happening? Or I'm bleeding like every two weeks and our stress and our cortisol and our adrenals play so much into it. And then there's gut healing, liver detoxification, which is crucial to balancing out our hormones um, and to making true progress just because of the day and age that we live in with everything that we're exposed to. So we work from all of those um, different proven protocols that I have. Um, And yeah, just really work to create some magic. Again, there's that mental and emotional component to it too. So everything, you know, that I'm having clients dive into, I'm always asking questions every single week. We have what's called magic moments. And that's where we really, really dive deep. So like the first week we're talking a lot about periods and about what they should look like and what our hormones should be like. 
And we're really diving deep into like, what were you taught as a child about having a period? Or like, what were you taught as a woman about like, how does having a period make you feel? Like, do you dread it and do you hate it? And does it make you feel nasty or does it make you feel empowered knowing that like, it's another vital sign that we have that we can use to really gauge how our last month went. And so my heart, I think I love, love, love my one-on-one clients. I only take a certain amount of them every single month. I really reserve them for um, potential clients that I feel like really maybe need deeper intentional one-on-one work um, rather than happy and wholesome hormones seems to be an amazing container for about like 75 to 80% of the women that come my way. So also want to mention too, that it's so much for balancing out your hormones, but it's also like, I have a ton of women who have great periods and great cycles and have no issues that take the course and the program just to know themselves deeper um, and to really understand their bodies. And also have women that take it for fertility, all of that good stuff too. So what are some of like, so some women that are coming to you, like, I feel like I would be that woman that comes to you and I'm like, look, I just have a lot of really low energy all the time. And I don't think it's all mental. Um, what are some of those like normal, like quote unquote, normal things that people think are just like an everyday symptom that you're, that you hear and you want to scream like, no, if you just only knew this. (laughs) For sure. Oh my gosh. There is a laundry list. Um, (laughs) Painful periods, clotty periods, heavy periods, not normal. We are taught as women that we should be down and out for like two to three days of our period, maybe even a full, you know, five, seven days, however long it is. Um, Painful periods are not normal. Maybe one to two days of pretty minimal cramping, but like heavy periods where like you're bleeding through a tampon or a pad or your cup, like whatever you use in like two hours, like those things are not normal. PMS is not normal. It's a sign of an imbalance. So those mood changes, acne, especially around our jawline and our cheeks, um, this is telling us that our liver needs some good work to be able to detoxify potential estrogen. Um, gut health issues. So constipation right before our periods shouldn't really be having that diarrhea while on our periods shouldn't be having that. Um, you know, I think as women, we're going to, and just as people in general, I mean, men also have hormones as much as some men don't believe that they do totally do. Um, but just kind of like those mental up and downs, you know, in our mood, like those variations are normal, especially in this year, I'm going to keep saying that because it's so true, but really making sure, you know, that we're not going from like super high highs to really, really low lows, um, mid cycle spotting or periods that are less than like 26 days or longer than 35 days. Not normal. I really could go on and on and on. I think, um, well, yeah, those are just some these are just like a lot of cultural, I would say for, I would say cultural, it's like America, like norms that, but you're saying like, I love that you said that you talk about like basically your first, um, I almost said episode, your first class like session. <laughs> um, you just talk about uh, what you know, cause you have to like basically like break that down to be like, so stop and rethink that because it's not normal um, for your body to like feel that way. And so why do you think that, um, people don't know more about like hormone health and how it's related to mental health as opposed to more popular ways of quote unquote, getting healthy as in like, I don't think it's necessarily healthy to be at the gym every day and thinking that you're like, pumping through things or like running your heart out and like that's going to help you come like you know that's just more of a more popular commercial way of being healthy yes 200,000 percent I think that I've recognized and realized that it's those small practices that I do in my day-to-day that really helped me to be able to show up for myself, you know, like it's those small things of like taking the time for me in the morning, which I'm very, very privileged to be able to make my own work schedule. Like I know that not everybody has that um, flexibility, but like showing up for myself in those little ways. So, you know, taking my like breathing and breath work is one of the most underrated things that we can incorporate in that helps our adrenals, helps our cortisol, helps our stress. 
I mean, those things are all one and the same, but helps um, anxiety, depression, any of those things. It's, it's crucial. And I think that I'm hoping that I'm like kind of answering your question along these lines, but I think though that, um, you know, there's just so much that we're not taught. Um, there, I was actually just having this discussion with my husband the other day, we had some friends over and we were just talking about, you know, like, um, we've been married now four years and we were kind of joking about how, like, whenever, you know, we got married, like he didn't know like anything about like when we could even potentially get pregnant or like how any of that worked or like what, uh, like the different four phases of our cycle were. he was literally like, I just kind of thought like anytime we had sex, we could get pregnant. And I was like, not that easy. Now he knows though. Now, I mean, you know, Chris, but like he, he's a little bit more well-versed in his, he was, he, he was proud of himself whenever he was like, but now I know. Um, but I think though, like as women too, we also don't know those things. Like, I don't know many women in sex ed that were taught about, you know, your menstrual, your follicular, your ovulatory, your luteal phase, and like how our body kind of waxes and wanes throughout those four different phases that make up a complete ideal 28 days. Um, and I think that like, if we knew those things, it would allow us to be more in touch with mental health too, because we feel differently throughout different phases during our ovulatory phase, which is like mid cycle. We have a little bit more communication. We're a little bit more outgoing. Maybe we feel a little bit sexier because that is the time biologically as humans that we're put on this earth to procreate. And so we have to have a little bit more like va va voom during that time to attract a potential partner. And then leading into our period, like if I'm on my period, there are very few interactions that I actually care to have with the world. Like it is my time just to be me and to focus on myself um, and not to have like, I just don't have a lot of mental energy because having a period is a freaking workout. And we don't oftentimes realize how much that that plays into our bodies. But I think though that there's that mental health component that's so lacking that if we just were able to know that like our body waxes and wanes throughout the hormones that are happening through each phase, it would make so many more women feel okay with some of like the traditional ups and downs that we have throughout our month. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, no, it it definitely does. And what you, so you hit on, um, you know, being married and then Chris not knowing like, oh, I just thought when we had sex, we could have a baby. I, <laughs> I think, I think that there's such a underlying like mental health aspect to that as in, especially for women, but also all boys and girls took sex ed um, to tie like, you know, periods, all of that together. You're in sex ed, you learn all about that, but then they put such a fear aspect into it that um, it has to like, So let's like even take like the sex part out of that and everything. There is such a fear around um, periods and stuff that gets put into that, like, you know, at such an early age of, um, oh, my period's off by like three days. And like, even if you're not sexually active, you just start to like panic and have such an anxiety thing. And that's why um, it's so connected to like what you said, like mentally, emotionally, and physically because you start to stress because you can't understand what your body's doing. Right. And then that stress delays things further. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, you know, if there was, I, I got asked the question the other day of like, wh- where is like the one place that like, I wish that people were being taught more. And it's definitely within like that sex ed component. I, like kind of tagging on what I said earlier, you know, I just thought I was like a walking egg, just like waiting to be fertilized for like years. Like anytime that I like, you know, like I was right along, like with Chris, like I had no idea how, I just had no idea how my body actually worked, but yet my body was doing the same rhythms and routines every single week, every single day that they're going to keep doing for years. Like how is like the most intimate part of what we are and what makes us who we are as women? How are, how do we not, how do we not know these things? I could rant and rave, but I don't know how we don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I just think that there's such a, from an early age, it's like a big, overlying quilt over all of that and like taking care of your body because 
we don't even start to learn about our bodies till we're teenagers. And I'm not saying like, obviously we should have sex ed talk with seven, like seven year olds, but no one like talks about like, Hey, besides just like your hormones starting to change, um, you have daily cycles anyways. Like you don't, like you don't understand. It's not just like once in your life. Um, yeah, let me look here. Uh, something my listeners know is that I always have notes and I always like, I'm like, hold on, you got to wait while I look at them. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, we've kind of talked about how you take time in the morning. Um, and that's kind of part of your mental health and outside of like, you know, eating right, knowing your cycle, knowing your calendar, what are, you can even talk about like what you do in that time in the morning just to really hit that, um, mental part of your day. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like I said, I think it's a lot of those little things that start to compound and to really create change. Um, and one of the things that I've been focusing on recently as I head into this fall and after fall comes winter and I really despise winter. It makes me sad. Uh, definitely cues up a lot more of my anxiety and depression. And so I've really been trying to find ways instead of, you know, just being like, I freaking hate winter. I've really been trying to find tangible solutions that I can create and that I can add to my routine already that are going to help me and carry me through that season because I dread it. So some of the things that I do currently in like the mornings that I think are just fundamental. Um, one of the big things that we always do is we have a farm. So um, I, you know, you know, usually wake up, I go dry brush my face. I take care of myself first. I used to just be a big advocate of like, go outside, get everybody fed and like care about everybody else. And then like, I'll come inside and do my thing. But now I've recognized like, I need to freaking brush my teeth as soon as I wake up and I need to wash my face and I have to pee and like, I need to do those things. So usually I'm doing those things. And then, um, usually I'm like, you know, starting to make coffee but while I'm making coffee. I try to drink a glass of water in the morning. So usually like 12 ounces of just like lemon water, just to help my digestion throughout the day. Um, and then after I do those things, I usually will go out and go do all the morning chores. Um, it kind of depends. I tend to tackle them more throughout the week. And then Chris and I do them together on the weekends, but he also does more of like the wild and crazy farm stuff that he doesn't trust me to do. Cause I would burn our house down. And I tend to keep it really simple. I'm like, here's all of your food. I will feed all of you guys. And Chris will do all this other stuff. So then after I do all of those morning chores, um, I come back inside. I'm usually eating my breakfast. Then I try to eat within an hour of waking up just to stabilize my blood sugar throughout the day. Um, and then I'm usually trying to get in some movement. So I'm not, like you mentioned earlier, like going to the gym, um, despise going to the gym. If there's anybody out there that loves it, that's amazing. Um, but I'm not the biggest like gym fan just for me personally. So um, I usually try to get out my mat and just to get a little bit of movement in, in the mornings. Um, I do like five to 10 minutes of meditation or breath work, um, inverting my legs up against a wall that helps to reset our adrenals and our nervous system, which is a key part of mental health. Um, and then usually I try to start my day, like my work day at around 10. Um, I don't check my phone in the morning which has been an interesting dynamic to try to get out of the habit of, you know, I usually sleep with my phone on my nightstand currently just cause I'm on call for some clients this over these next few weeks. Um, and I used to just get in the habit, you know, where I would stay in bed and just scroll for like hours on end and then be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so mentally exhausted. Or like, Oh my gosh, I, I didn't know that my family member felt this way about this political thing or like, it just was exhausting. And so one of the things that I, as you know, we move more into like election season two, is just like doing, do not disturb on my phone from 11 PM to 7 AM. And then not usually checking it until like 9 AM. And that's really, really helped. And also not scrolling is a big thing. Um, so I think that those are like some of like the fundamental things that I try to incorporate into my morning routine. Um, and then I have a nighttime routine too. It's usually just a bath um, that helps our nervous system. Trying to not look at my phone right before bed, um, ending my work day at a reasonable hour and not carrying work over to seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, midnight. Um, 
but yeah, I think it's more about just like those little things that we show up for ourselves in doing. But again, I know I have immense privilege in being able to have like an incredibly long morning routine. I know that not everybody has that opportunity, but I actually talk a lot about morning routines on my Instagram. And then I have an email series coming out about how to kind of start morning routines too. No, that honestly makes me feel so much better because I always am like, I should be sitting down doing something by 9am. And I'm really happy to hear that you don't do that till 10, but then also you feed farm animals. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, maybe I have two cats. You know, so that's <laughs> no, totally count. If I can be honest, out of all of our animals, we have a crap ton of animals and my hardest animal is my freaking cat by far. So like, <laughs> I commend you because he's just saying the other day, I was like, we have barn cats that live outside, but they're like so simple and so easy. Like they leave. I don't even know where they go gallivant around to all day long. And then they just like come back to eat and for me to like pet them for five minutes and then they're good. But our inside cat is like currently a terror. So it's definitely you have to, God bless you. Cause they give me a run for my money. Give me pigs, goats, ducks, chickens, all day long, give me a cat and I am drained by noon. <laughs> uh, well, cause I know on your Instagram, I'm just going to quick side tangent. Cause I used to watch your beautiful, beautiful dogs and it made me want one so bad. And, um, my boyfriend sat me down like the biggest fight we ever had was over a dog that wasn't even conceived. And I wanted like a golden retriever. And, um, he was like, that's too big for your apartment. And I was like, well, but uh, Kinsey and Chris had two dogs in a, in a house in Springfield. So, <laughs> um, we, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like the biggest dog advocate. They honestly, our animals help my mental health so much. Chris was just, we were talking the other night and he's like, <laughs> he said something about, he's like an animal person, but like would be fine to not have anything. And now he like lives on a farm and is a farmer, which is hilarious. So we were just talking the other night and I was like, where would you be without me? Just like joking. And he was like, well, I wouldn't have you, but I also wouldn't have three dogs that sleep with us at night or like a cat that's peeing on our hardwoods or a farm to keep alive every day. He was like, I wouldn't have any of that. And I was like, man, that does actually sound kind of nice some days, but. What are some like resources and stuff that you would give people to kind of start learning like the very basics that like, even if they're women that want to, um, you know, start happy, wholesome, happy, wholesome hormones. Um, what would you be like, Oh, if you knew this coming in, we could just like dive even further in. Yes. So I'm going to shamelessly plug myself because I actually have resources set up for this. So Um, if anybody on like, that's listening, my Instagram has tons and tons and tons of free resources and free education, all about our hormones, all about just like generalized women's wellness. So really starting there and then also signing up for my emails. I offer a lot of different free guides there. There are easy things that you can start to go ahead and do daily or however often feels good to you. Um, I also have a lot of email series too. There's one specific that if you just sign up on my, for my emails, you'll get plugged into that um, email series, but it kind of gives you a few different tidbits of everything that's included in happy and wholesome hormones. So if there are things like you can already start doing, like my reset tincture that I recommend for liver detoxifications, like you could go ahead and get ahead on those things. And then outside of the work that I do, um, the book Woman Code by Elisa Vitti, And In the Flow, that's her new book for this year. Those are also really, really great books. Um, Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton is also really, really great. Um, Those are just a few of the books over the years that I've really loved. Um, But yeah, so I think too, you know, that um, really the biggest thing that I say a lot, like really the biggest thing, because there's a lot of big things, but one thing that I always say is intuitively listen to how your body is communicating with you. Um, if you're on birth control and it doesn't feel right, lean into that. Like that's our body. That's our nervous system communicating to us. And the only way that it can, it's not like our uterus can like speak English to us and tell us like how it feels, you know, it's like, we have to cue into those little, um, those little symptoms and those little things that we're feeling um, and not discrediting the way that we are feeling as women. We're oftentimes taught 
this is a whole nother rant, but we're oftentimes taught just like to shut up and um, to not listen to ourselves or, you know, that the things that we have to say are not important. And listening to our body is a really, really beautiful way that we can start that process to use our voice um, and to say the things that are important to us. So really starting there too, and just being more in tune, figuring out how do you feel whenever you wake up in the morning? Are you feeling a little bit more anxious? Are your shoulders really tight? Um, you know, are you feeling relaxed? Are you dreading the day because of the holidays and the election and 2020 and all of these COVID, all of those things. So just really listening to that inner voice first and then adding in resources from that standpoint is helpful. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree because I think the best, I don't like research, I'm doing air quotes for my podcast people, um, you can do is honestly like starting with your body because I'm someone that did uh, birth control and I did the depo and um, oh my gosh. I also like when you're just like a naive 20 year old, no one sits you down. Like you sign like the waiver, but you're just like, Oh, like I like want to be on birth control. And I had no idea that when I stopped it, that it was going to be in my body for over a year. Like, it was insane. And like just the depression that came from it. And, um, like I wish that someone would have said, Hey, if you listen to your body, then like, you're going to start to be able, like, then you get honestly more curious. Cause you're like, okay, so I'm actually listening now. Um, things start to taste like metal. Maybe I should look that up. <laughs> And then like that self-discovery research, which would lead you to you, actually, it would just lead you to starting more of that, more of like the things that you offer and like diving more heavily into that. So for sure. I love that you mentioned that too. And I think, you know, that I just actually had a post come out about it today about how, you know, birth control doesn't heal or balance your hormones. So any doctor that's offering you birth control as a way to manage your PCOS, endometriosis, estrogen dominance, wonky cycles, but not actually addressing all of the root causes. um, That's a problem and it will continue to create more problems down the road. And I think too, we just don't understand how much of our mental health is linked to like the depo shot or to hormonal forms of birth control, how it literally, there's a study that came out a few years ago that showed that birth control literally changes the makeup of our brain. And I didn't, it took me years to, I was on birth control for years too. It was naive 14 year old who was like, just started my period. It's horrible. I can't do this. I'm a high schooler. Like I shouldn't have to have a horrible period. And my doctor was like, here's this, try out this trial pack. And if you like it, let me know. And I'll call in a prescription. And my mom being like, Kinsey, please don't take it. Please don't take it. And me being like, I'm a 14 year old and I know best, like I'm going to take this. And just having nobody explain to me like that it changes the chemical makeup of your brain or your serotonin receptor. So our happy hormone that makes us feel good and alive. Um, that 90% of those receptors are in our gut. So if our gut is unhealthy and we have a leaky gut or we're not working on healing our gut or we're on birth control that depletes the function of our gut, we're not going to feel good. We're going to have anxiety. We're going to have depression because if we don't have those receptors, we don't have that hormone. So yeah, there's a lot to it, but I'm glad that you said that. Um, Where can people find you for all of like your information on your Instagram and stuff. Yeah. So the easiest way to get in touch with me or to follow along is definitely through Instagram. It's just at motherland birth co. So just C O at the end. Um, and that's usually the best place. I have a link in my bio for all my emails, um, and all of that good stuff. I have my website, motherlandbirthco.com. Um, but yeah, the Instagram is really, I think the easiest, most central way to get plugged into everything. Um, also on her Instagram, she'll show off like she had like she she you I'm literally talking to you right now. I'm not recording this post. Oh my goodness. Um, you have a you have like a lot of like really nicely laid out. Like I'm just gonna compliment you because it has to take you a long time to put how like easily it is to read, but look and like laid out so nicely. And, um, also like you have just like the perfect balance of, oh, like I didn't know that about myself. And also like, that's interesting. looks very nice. And then like farm animals 
and just like, well, I say that like people like, oh, like farm animals, but you give us such a healthy balance of like letting us in and seeing your daily life along with how your daily life is the way it is because of like motherland and like happy, wholesome and everything. And like, I just really want to compliment you on that. Cause when I started my podcast, Instagram, I want, like, I honestly took a lot of inspiration from your Instagram and I was Thank like, it looks so good. And then it was so hard. It was so hard to like do all those graphics and stuff. So Gosh, I'm so thankful that I have a really amazing team that helps with all of that because whenever I was doing it by myself for so long, I was like, holy crap, I do not have the capacity for all of this. But I think though that it is fun, you know, for a while I kind of stopped sharing some of like the farm side of things. And, you know, like right now we have pregnant goats and like just all of these fun aspects, you know, that really mesh well. We have our homestead because of the way that we like to live. Um, and the things, you know, that are important to us around how we eat, how we raise our food. And I, so I stopped sharing about those things for a little while. And I literally had people be like, give us the farm content. Like (laughs) we want to know of like, we want to see the goats and we want to see the pigs and the chickens. And I was like, you guys really care about that kind of stuff, which I think is so cool because it's not often something that we see on the daily, especially for a lot of the people that follow me, you know, that they live in bigger cities um, on the coast and like, they don't always see, you know, just like this town in Missouri that has a chick doing what I do, but also like can hang out on the farm all day. So it's kind of cool. And I should also mention too, like we're newbies kind of to farm life. So we're still like figuring it out, but it's been, it's so fun. And I'm glad that everybody loves that content. I'm glad that I can provide like an in-depth look into everything while also still feeling like I hold and maintain such incredible privacy and boundaries for our life too. That's really cool. Yeah. I, um, I just really applaud you. Like not, I mean, not cause Instagram seems superficial, but you have, you have taken that platform and really done a great job at actually communicating with people. Um, and not just like, you know, like, oh, hi, like, here's like our Instagram page. And like, here's like the next time you can sign up for things like kind of commercially, like you have done such a good job at making that such a community aspect. Um, so I'm going to put your Instagram in our show notes. And um, also those books you recommended will be in our show notes. Thank you so much for talking with us because um, I think people sometimes hear like hormone or like, um, wellness and they think that it's uh not as effective when really it is like a central building block to feeling good mentally and like what it's exactly you're saying mentally physically and emotionally um and it should be become more of like a normalized practice and a part of like an everyday thing so thank you so much um we will, I'm going to go record the post part of this interview and put all the ats and everything. So I will talk to you later. Thank you. thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so good to get to chat. Yep. I will talk to you later. All right. Bye guys. Wasn't that like so much fun and informational? I absolutely loved it. Kinsey, thank you for coming on and chatting with us. We're going to jump to our tangible good, which is free brand and I'm very excited about this. This is a super cool company that helps women because this whole episode is just a women women's empowerment episode. So let me read you a little bit. They're about us section on their page and their website is linked in our description underneath our podcast. So it says, Freebrand exists to create a voice for those who do not normally get a chance to be heard. Freebrand is for marginalized, oppressed, and the broken. We believe we are in this together and no one should ever have to feel alone in this world. When one woman is unseen, we are all unseen. So our hope is to give them a voice, raise them up, and shine a light for them to step into the to step in and be seen. So all the money that's received from the products that you can buy, like I said, the earrings, coffee mugs, clothing, etc., a portion of that is donated to the several organizations that help them further their mission. So they have organizations that they give to, like Just One Africa, um, Daughters of Columbia, 
Mud Love. These are all like really fantastic charities and organizations. So it's just great. Like you buy these really cute earrings and you know that what you're buying, a part of it goes to just good in the world. That's why it's tangible good. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to buy a pair of earrings. I can already tell you, like, let me go to their shop real fast. They have dog dog bandanas. Guys, oh, that's so cute. Okay, I kind of am looking some of this stuff for the first time. Um, They have dog bandanas. They have like little car ornaments that you can hang. Oh my goodness. There's so much really cute stuff. They have stickers. Guys, we love stickers. Speaking of stickers, don't forget to go buy stickers from our shop Selfish on our bio on our Instagram. All the money goes to the Trevor Project for this month. Probably will be extended into the end of Christmas, but go buy our stickers. There's some not girly stickers on there. There's like our logo, which I don't think looks girly. I think it looks universal. So buy a sticker. All the money goes to the Trevor Project. Um, Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump to our mantra. Madeline, what should we know for the weeks to come? Hi. Hello. Can you say hi? Say hi. Say hi to everyone. Tofu says hi. She's also very, very noisy right now because she just played with her friends. So just ignore the little panting in the background. But anyway, hi, everybody. Um, Today's mantra, so this week's, two weeks, maybe even a month, forever mantra, is treat yourself like your own best friend. And there's many times where, you know, you're really harsh on yourself, like right now, because, you know, quarantine and everything, I've gained a, a couple pounds because whenever I'm stressed, I eat. It's called stress eating. We all know what it is. Um, and so I look at myself in a really bad way, like mentally with my body. And so if I treat myself like, you know, my own best friend, would I talk to my best friend like I talk to myself? So um, you just have to constantly keep reminding yourself that, Um, you only live in your body once and you should be happy in your brain, even though like you might have some struggles and whatnot. It's just a constant reminder to treat yourself like your own best friend. Like you're your best friend. Let it live. I hope you guys have a great week and a whole month and whatnot. It's getting colder here in Missouri because that's where I'm from. Um, and so we're starting to wear some sweaters and that's really fun. A little cozy season. But um, just know that however you treat yourself, just make sure it's, it's, would your best friend tell you this and would you tell your best friend that? So like keep a constant reminder on yourself that, you know, be nice to yourself. Okay. Hope you guys have a great time and um, yeah, back to you, Reagan. Thank you so much for sticking in there with us. Next week, we're going to do self-care, which I know is crazy. Like, it's literally a selfish podcast, and I haven't covered self-care. So I'm really excited to hear your stories on that, what you do for self-care. How do you even realize that you need to do self-care? You can send those stories in to selfishstories at gmail.com or text us to remain anonymous at 818-850-3305. Follow us on Instagram at s.e.l.f.ish to get info, updates, and to go buy freaking stickers. Okay, guys, I will see you next week. Goodbye.